Hello, everybody, and welcome to the end. It is the official, the end, the sayonara, the fine finale of the rotation for the 2021 season. For this right. year. <laughs> for this year. We'll see you next year. Uh, no, but we, you know, we had a ton of fun doing the, this podcast this year, all throughout the season, getting hyped for the matches, breaking it down, talking smack, acting like we know everything. It's been a great time. We've been rotating our thoughts around all year, and obviously the offseason here has provided some juicy drama. Roster Mania has been really fun, but I think things are about to quiet down. We're going into the offseason of Call of Duty, um, Call of Duty League, and so for us to come on every week from here until the next season starts, it's going to be a lot of, man, I can't wait to watch him play. Oh, man. Wonder who's going to be good. Like, it's, yeah, so we are going to be taking a little hiatus, a little break, um, between now and the beginning of our season next year. But don't fret, we will be back and better than ever next year. So what's good? So enjoy it while we're here. Guys, let's get into it some more. A lot of stuff actually has gone down in just one week. A lot of confirmed rosters, a lot of confirmations. I mean, let's let's start with Rocker since I ended the last episode not mentioning anything about Rocker. Um, you know, would love to hear your guys' candid thoughts on, like, our roster obviously sticking together. We had an awesome video where the guys went skydiving. By the way, their decision. We did. We were not like, hey, we want to reannounce <laughs> you. Like, you want to go skydiving? Like, they were like, yo, wouldn't it be cool if we went skydiving? So anyway, it, it was really cool. The guys had a, had a great time, great experience. Um, and, and we obviously announced that we were retaining our entire roster from 2021. So, I'd love to know you guys said genuinely, like, is that good or bad for Rocker that we're sticking with the same roster going into 2021? Yeah, I'll, I'll or start Or 2022, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll start this by saying that I think it's great. Um, I was a bit nervous throughout Roster Mania because I felt as though there was somebody on the Rocker roster that could help out a ton of squads out there. And I felt like, as was kind of the story throughout Black Ops Cold War, so many of these squads were one dominant SMG away. So heading into next year, it just seemed like if they needed a dominant SMG, Standy could be that person. So I just kind of, I didn't even really put it into words. I just kind of stepped back and was watching. Um, but it just seemed like every time a move would happen. so. As soon as Envoy got dropped, you start to think, well, and this was before kind of the formal announcement. So way back at the beginning of Roster Mania, my thought was, well, who could they add that would make that Optic squad better than having Envoy there? And there were like two names. It was like Standy and Kleenex. Like those were the two players. And that didn't happen. So all right, good. And then the news rolled around that maybe Krim and Clay were potentially teaming up and Hydra is there. So what's the part they're missing another dominant smg and it just so happens that it seems like right now that's going to be neptune whereas again it's another potential spot where it could have been standy kind of the same thing with la thieves envoy ended up going there but it could have been kenny could have been octane could have been draza and they needed another smg right so it just seemed like Every time one of these big rosters with a bunch of headline names needed an SMG, I was just waiting for like pieces to fall. 
And thankfully, they never did. And I'm super stoked for the Rocker roster heading into next year. They were now at the beginning of this. There were I thought there would be four that wouldn't change. And basically, that was pretty close outside of what happened with Optic because Atlanta didn't make a move. Toronto didn't make a move. Minnesota didn't make a move. Uh, the Optic roster was the other one that I thought might stay. Um, but of course, we know everything that's going on there. But I just think heading into next year, I, th I think we saw towards the end of the year, once Mike got a bit more comfortable with being that in-game leader, I think the addition of Standy and putting him next to Attach, it relieved some pressure from Attach of having to be that super aggro SMG. That went to Standy, and then the role with Attach seemed to make a bit more sense. And then when Mike came back into the fold and really the team trusted him to be that IGL. I think those were the two key pieces. And now I think going into next year, I think Minnesota's set up super well, maybe even better than some of those other top squads, just because this roster is prepared for whatever meta is thrown at them, right? If you go into next year and it's a three SMG meta, you have priest on an SMG, you're feeling super happy. Like if you're, for instance, I know we've talked about it a couple times, but if you're the New York subliners and Clay or Krim have to run an SMG, that's probably not going to work out great for you. Now, not saying they're going to be like trash cans bottom of the league, but when you got Celium with an SMG and you have Illy or Dashy with an SMG and Priesta with an SMG, I mean, those are three deadly flexes that might not be available to some other rosters. So I just think... The moves that were made, everybody's sticking together. I think heading into next year, the roster is pretty meta-proof if it's two ARs, two SMGs. And then a lot of that just has to deal with how comfortable Priesta seems on those roles. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think it was probably the best-case scenario and should give them a leg up heading into Vanguard next year. Um, I mean, I have to agree. I think the decision was good. I think the roster was on a high. And they still are. Uh, the video that they did to release, you know, jumping out of the plane and everything like that was really cool to show, like, chemistry. And then they had some bloopers you could watch and stuff like that. And so um, I think overall, you know, the Rocker are right up there with the other top teams in the league in terms of, like, intentional and consistent content, things like that. And I think that there's a lot of chemistry that that builds. And yes, good job, director of content. Uh, I think there's, <laughs> I think there's a lot of chemistry that that builds, and I honestly believe that the fan base, all that kind of stuff, like showing up, like no other team was doing that, you know, like having people in bars and you know they they'd shout it out on the CDL stream all the time, you know, because it was so cool and innovative, and I think that you know this team will continue to push the the envelope forward, uh, and you know just to say it like there's possible trades during the season, you know? And so I think if you're making a, like an educated guess or a risk, like this is a good one to keep this whole roster and see how they do to start out the season. Like, um, especially based on the chemistry that they built at the end and they figured it out. Once you figure that, like, you know, I know we'll end up talking about maybe about the LA thieves and stuff a little bit more later in the show, but it's like, you hear about even that optic team that didn't have teamwork and didn't have chemistry. And it's like, if you can find that in the CDL, you almost make yourself a top six team, and then it's up to you how you place, you know, mm -hmm. just because you have teamwork out the gate. And these guys definitely, you hear them, they talk about, like in the press conference, they talked about the same stuff, 
You know, they're all on the same page on what they need to do as a team. They talk about their coaches all the time and give credit to the coaches. You know, they respect their coaches. Brian Saint has done an awesome job with the organization over the last couple of years. And I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Rocker do next year. Be freaking too, man. I honestly, um, I when I found out that we are retaining all four of the players, I was mad hype. I mean, obviously, I I think personally, all these guys are great. Like they're they're seem like good dudes. Uh, I'm super stoked um, for them to to resign. I do think like there were some definite ups and downs last year, but Standy Burson on the scene. I was I was a tiny bit afraid of like, you know, what if you know. Hector comes up with his checkbook, or you, know, you never know what's going to happen. I'm because sure, he's a very sought after player, and he should yeah. be. He is. You know, there's a reason we want to keep him. Um, and so I think you know the benefit to us being able to to retain him, like we're the team that that gave him a shot. We want to keep him. Like I think that it, it he meshes well with the other players. The other players seem to mesh well with him. So I'm I was super stoked for the guys to stick together, not just because like yeah like I like them, but you know we did finish high. You know we won stage five major on land in the most insane fashion of all time, um, and then placed top four at champs, which obviously we would like to win or at least you know make a make a grand finals appearance. You know make it to the big game, but I still think they finished really well, and I do think you know it's one of those cases. I think where they can keep building on what they've already accomplished um, and they'll have a bit of a leg up over the other teams who now need to kind of find their rhythm together and mesh. Whereas these guys, like they know how to communicate, they know what to do. The coaching staff here is great. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. And also like obviously biased director of content POV here, but they're great in content. All those guys, they got great personalities. They're not afraid of the camera. They show up on time for the most part. Uh, to their shoes and now they're they're pretty good about it. But yeah, they they you know they're about it. They understand the the goal, the mission, and the vision here that we got. So I'm stoked to keep these guys on board. Much love, and yeah, it's next year is going to be uh, really good. And it's a great point that you bring up about you know if the meta is it's three subs on AR, two two ARs, two subs. I mean I don't know what we've seen before where it's like three ARs, one sub. I think all of those options um, are open. Um, for us so I think and not only that but I just feel like we learn the games pretty quickly uh, the new Call of Duty thanks to just the dedication of our players and our coaching staff so stoked on that I see someone in the chat um, is asking if we're going to have a substitute player for the team so Coach Saint on the uh, press conference which, by the way if you guys haven't watched it so we did a press conference we because to, to explain like the strategy behind it Obviously, retaining our roster, there's not really like a big splash there. There's not like a, you know, a huge like, oh my god, announcement. You know, like we made a cool video, but there, you know, we were like, how do we turn it into like kind of a bigger moment? And something that's worked really well in the past for us is doing live streams, Q and A's. Uh, so we decided to do show the video, have a, a press conference where the press, the lovely press, could come and ask their questions and just kind of get the intel on what went behind this decision. I feel like there's definitely more than enough for them to ask and talk about, um, even though the roster is staying the same, like the new game, there's a bunch of impressions to give. Um, and then, yeah, we, we had fans asking questions as well. It was really cool. I think people felt heard and it was a good time. So definitely a good takeaway there that y'all like live streams. So <laughs> we'll keep doing them. Uh, but yeah, what I'm saying is after this video or podcast, of course, 
go check that video out. It's roster reveal Q&A and press conference on the Rocker YouTube. Make sure to subscribe if you're not already, guys. Just so, you know, when the rotation comes back next year, you know. You'll be made aware. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. Um, so, I know we, we already talked about last week, kind of the 100 Thieves roster. They came out with their video. Envoy got confirmed. I really like the whole, like, Prince of Thieves angle. I think that's really dope. Um, I, I've thought a lot about it because last week I was like, ah, that's a top eight squad. Like maybe I, and maybe I'm <laughs> going to be wrong. We'll see. I've been wrong before, but I've also been right a lot. Shout out to the prediction queen. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Icon. I'm going to bring every chance I get. I bring it up. Where's my belt? Do I have to make my own? Who's making this belt? <laughs> yeah. Pull it out of the budget. Come on. Anyway. Um, no, so yeah, I'm. I'm still thinking they're going to, like, not function properly. Something about that team is not going to function properly. I'm not sure why. We'll see. But do you guys still hold the same thoughts? Like, they're going to be pretty nasty. They're going to contend. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it just, this whole offseason, like, as soon as a lot of these rosters started to actually be predicted and come out, it just, for me, it always came down to those top I say top seven because I think LAG has the potential to compete with some of the top six. Um, so where people actually lie when it comes down to that top six is a bit more up in the air for me. I think you have obviously Atlanta that's up towards the top and you probably put Toronto up there also. But after that, to me, there's so many question marks with how people are going to compliment others on their roster and how roles are going to be filled in. Like there are some question marks. You look at that LA thieves roster and you don't have the prototypical sub duo there. Like I know Draza can do it and he's done it really well, but it would be much more beneficial if you had like an envoy and a Hydra, right? If you had like both of those two prototypical roles laid out there, um, so I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to compete anytime. I think that they probably pretty easily handle the bottom five squads. And I think they compete with basically everybody in the top six. But it's going to be another one of those things where it's going to take a couple stages worth of matches, worth of group plays, major tournaments, land, stuff like that, before we really get an idea like, okay, is Ultra for real or are they not going to be as dominant as they were the year before? Kind of like with Florida going into this year, Awakening and Skies set the world on fire after Modern Warfare. And then this game comes around and you expect a lot of the same and they really don't make any runs anywhere. They limp into champs and they get eliminated on the first day. So I think right now, just my kind of baseline is that I'm looking at the top seven because I think LAG can compete. And within that top seven, I think LA Thieves is going to be able to hang with anybody. I think they're going to be driven by their AR and flex duo. I think anytime you have Kenny and Octane on the same map on the same team, I think that's got to give nightmares to any squad because they're two of the most talented ARs in our game. So I think a lot of it will depend on what does the coaching look like moving forward for Envoy? Because that was kind of the thing with Optic this year is that there were many times where Envoy found himself out of position trying to make hero plays, and that ultimately came back to bite Optic. And it wasn't all the time, but you could definitely point out a few specific instances where that was the case. 
So I think AR Flex, they are solid. What's Draza going to look like at an SMG? And does Envoy play a bit more coordinated with the squad? And if they do, I think they can be nasty, compete with anybody. If they don't, if things kind of seem like they're up in the air, maybe they fall into that Florida Mutineers of the Black Ops Cold War season routine. Well said, bro. That was like a that was a ride of just impressions <laughs> and knowledge. And yeah, I I tend to agree. It's well, I'm just this is what the podcast would devolve into. <laughs> can't wait to see next season what they look like. Uh, yeah. Kingdom, what do you think? Are you yeah. still like thieves to run it up, thieves till you die? Um, I, no, I think they're gonna run it up. I think they're gonna do their thing. Um, I really like the roster. I like the composition of the team. You know, Envoy and Sam were going to play together two years ago. Envoy, I guess, was going to go to the Surge, but that didn't happen because he got, a, you know, that Hector checkbook you were talking about. Um, <laughs> and Kenny and Octane have been trying to play together for three years. And so, and then Draza just stepped up and showed that he has what it takes to be a top player in the league and to hang with these guys. And almost, I mean, Draza, in my opinion, was like a vivid, um, but he had shown in the past that he had it already. Um, I think what vivid did this year is step up and go, uh, I'm one of the top 48 players in the world and I'll be playing next year again, you know, and we already knew that about Draza. I heard um, Ben J. Nassim say on the flank, he said, he said to Octane, he said, if there's any way that that roster was announced and Draza got, you know, got hosed over again and wasn't picked up, he's like, I was going to riot. You know, and, and <laughs> I think a lot of the community was like that, you know, like Draza better be on this team. Like he deserves the spot. He's worked as hard as the other 17,000 players that played for LAT last year. Um <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going to miss this podcast every week. We still better chat. We still... Maybe we'll we'll come on for like that... an emergency episode. Maybe some crazy, you know, some crazy will happen and we'll you pop up live. You never know when the rotation is going to pop happen. up. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. I think the team is good. Um, I'm really looking forward to the things that Envoy complained about that were taking place at Optic. I think that's not going to take place at LAT. I don't, I, the good point that like Octane made is Cap doesn't play that. He's one of those type of coaches that is not going to let you just get away with anything. He's never was that type of player, and he's definitely not that kind of coach. You know, he's benching people left and right. A lot of the trades they made last year wasn't Nate Shot getting on the phone, like, make a trade. I mean, that was Cap, like, we're trying to win, and him and Kenny just trying to figure it out. And I think, I do think they're going to go into this next year focused on let's build chemistry, healthy habits, like, all that stuff that does that. The Minnesota Rocker were talking about at the end of the year, you know what I'm saying? Like communication and teamwork, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think that that's the kind of stuff that an LAT would skyrocket from. I think they, when Envoy says out loud, we didn't put in as much work as we could have. I'm like, you guys could have won an event if you put in more work, if that's the truth, because Optic was close a lot, you know, they yeah. lost in such heartbreaking ways you know shout out accuracy 1v3 um but like they i think optic had a lot of chances they were top four team like all year and if they would have worked harder if they would have done a, that little extra step um and the question comes who's going to push them and i know we may end up mentioning that roster but um with the lat roster they've got cap 
and they've got America's favorite gamer, you know, Nate Shot tweeting about them all the time, you know, like religiously tweeting about because it's an it's an emotional roller coaster for Nate when that team is not winning. Uh, and so I think they're going to do good. I think they're going to be really hard to beat um, because they're going to be consistent. And if you if we can get a consistent L.A. Thieves, they'd be scary. You know, they'd be hard to beat for anybody, even face. But face could beat them. I mean, <laughs> to make it known. I thought the exact same thing last season. And I thought the exact same right. thing in the <laughs> four first iterations of their roster. So I don't, maybe I, I'm just like, yep, they're cursed. I don't Like, maybe they're going to be nasty. I look forward to it. I think, I feel like the competition in the league is at an all time high. I mean, you did have, uh, how many events do we have total? Five, six, if you count playoffs and champs, and yep. three of the. 12 teams won those events. So right. didn't have as much like parody as the year before, right? Like we didn't have as many different teams showing up and showing out, but I still think like with this roster mania, some of these teams are going to be, you know, balanced out a little more. Um, Got to give a big shout out in the chat to Will DuPont. He said one last ride till next season. That's right. This is the last episode until next season, unless we surprise you. I just want to say congrats, Will. Will actually was hired here at Minnesota Rocker and Verge One. He's a content intern. He's, you know, he edits. He's he's great. He's he had his first week last week. So big shout out Let's to go. Will. Welcome to the squad, son. Let's go. <laughs> um, dude, I remember the sticks. Was I no, I wasn't on the sticks. What was I wait? Was I on the sticks? What was the podcast that you guys had me on the first time? That was what our. Was it it was didn't even have a name. The Call of Duty podcast. We yes. just wanted to yes. talk COD for three hours yes. a night. You really, y'all really did. I think it was like a two-hour episode when I was on. If you guys yeah. don't know. So originally, like Icon and Kingdom had a podcast. They asked me to be a guest one time, and I can't remember which Call of Duty it was, which is weird because like you guys do the thing like in your life when you think of years, you're like. Oh, that was when Advanced Warfare was out. Like, I don't think 2015, I think Advanced Warfare. So, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like 2016, 2017, maybe 2018. I can't remember. It was the MW recall. season. Was it that recent? It yeah. was that recent. You're right. Okay. My concept of time is just completely messed up. But, but yeah, it's, you know, we started started from from you guys just chilling out together, asking me to be on to now. It's, I don't know, it's been a fun year, bro. It's been a fun it's year. I am going to genuinely miss getting nerdy and talking COD. Same. Um, I'll look at the congrats in the chat for Will. That's so awesome. Yeah, I had to give a shout. Will's at, like, I, in all the podcast chats, everything. <clears throat> so let's go. Yeah, lots of good content coming up, too. So I guess, like, what other teams? Like, who else got confirmed? Toronto got confirmed. They're sticking together, staying together for the kids. I think that's a good move. I was wondering if, you know, it sounded like Kleenex's contract was up. And so he had like an opportunity to play the field a little bit um, and not just get get sucked back in there. But, you know, ultimately ends up sticking with the team. I think that's probably the right decision. Um, right. Like I, said, I mean, it's like the, the point I made about Rocker. Like if, if you're playing well, you're doing your thing at the end of the year, it's an advantage to stick together going into the next COD. Now, there are some cases where it's not. We've seen it in past Call of Duties, you know, competitive-wise, a new game comes out in this roster that was just nasty. Previously, like, they struggle because they're not picking up the new game properly or one of the players is having a tough time picking up the new game because COD is one of those crazy... It's a crazy eSport. It's reinvented every the year. Almost. It's similar but different <laughs> every single year. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I would like to know your thoughts on, you know, Toronto. Is it kind of copy-paste opinions from the Rocker roster or do you think they should have made a change? 
Um, I don't think they should have made a change. I think you run it back. Uh, I think I don't remember if it was Icon last week that said like you know because it is heartbreaking to lose the way they lost. You know, um, they did win one last year, but then they made two other grand finals. Is that right? That's tough. Um, including yeah. champs, and so like to win one and literally if you chopped stage one off of last year i mean they're still the top you know second best team in the league but if you chop stage one off like these guys were kind of unstoppable like really hard to beat like i, I can't imagine being another team playing against them because they were the first team that started like throwing the confusion running back and forth from b-bomb to a-bomb and yo-yoing and just confusing teams mm-hmm. and like they they had their own style and their own swag of play that was uniquely Toronto. And I feel like let's run that back and see it again. You know, like I I, I just think I don't know. I, I think sometimes it's good to stick. You know, like why not? Um I mean of course if you're phase, like why in the world would you <sighs> ever change that? Imagine like, <laughs> Imagine they're like Simp is too good. We want to challenge ourselves a little bit. Let's pick up uh, let's pick up midnight. Yeah, that'll be yeah. Good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The first T right. and T C T is trust. Let's and they go. trust each other in Toronto. And so yeah. I feel like, you know, even though T C T is meant for the rocker, I feel like the difference is uh between the rocker and Toronto is the rocker hit their stride with the with their most recent iteration of their roster because you know there were ups and downs there were trades back and forth like but with that most recent iteration and then how they capitalized on all of their unique gifts and abilities and if they can do that next year it's you know it's going to be dangerous for other teams with toronto i feel like they have this um they have the amount of raw skill it's and then they have teamwork that is hard to match and that's the piece that again like if you have that and the raw skill and which is why you know I question the whole optic thing. It's it's hard to hear comments about them not practicing and looking at odds ever of of uh, respawns, and that's just hard to hear. Um, Wait, where'd you hear that? That's new to me. I was on the flight. Envoy he said that they didn't watch respawn vods like ever. Envoy kind of went off. Yeah, he. he Yo, I missed Pandora's it. I'm box. missing a piece of the. <laughs> which episode was this? Hold on. It's uh like three days ago or four days ago. Oh, he was man, on him and him and Octane were on the flank, and it was it just kind of opened up. Yeah, wow, it was, it was good. It was good oh, information wow. into what happened at Optic, um, and that they were gonna always drop formal. I don't know if you heard that part. But that was the always plan. like like that as was in he plan. was always gonna retire, or as in they they were gonna get him. They out were of gonna there. look for a replacement. Was the plan. <laughs> bro i just i missed a sick episode Dude, it's been a busy week i missed a sick episode uh that's why i mean i'm not that surprised though. i mean it's, i think the thing with optic and some of those players is they're so confident they're so individually talented they're so god dang good they can go off at any time and win i truly believe that about optic yep but i mean so, we talk about it go ahead well okay so i have a theory and okay. about optic because one of the things Envoy said is they were disgusting in scrims, like literally untouchable. And then they would really? get on, yeah, and then they would get to an event and they just wouldn't play as well. And I think, I wonder, I'll say, if being the most watched team has an adverse effect on how you play when you know people are watching. So, like, you know that if you do something nasty, like you just said, they can go off at any moment. If you're dashy, you know 
that if you do something disgusting, it's going to be on Twitter when you get off the sticks. Like, you're about to be retweeting yourself and saying something and looking. You know if you're Seth and you do a 1v3 clutch, it's going to be on there. If you're Envoy and you run around that corner and kill accuracy and then you win that round 11 versus the Minnesota Rocker, you know that it's like Envoy, the golden boy, the prince. And so you ego chow. Like, there's just this something in your head that, like, you feel like you're on one of your streams, you know? And even when they stopped streaming scrims, it's like you still are the most watched team in the league. Everyone is always looking at everything you do. There's never more eyeballs on Call of Duty than when Optic Gaming are playing. And so I wonder if that has an adverse effect on how they actually play. Like they play gotta different live up because to of themselves. Right. Yeah. Because they There's put a lot of pressure. Hype. Yeah. They put hype and pressure on themselves. And it's like, I can't just do nothing. I have to do something that gets recognized because we're optic. And maybe when they got up against, when they were up against some of the other teams, that was fine. They were just, you know, but then when they got up against, you know, your phases and your Toronto's and they couldn't win, then it got in their head. Great. Now everybody's going to be calling me out on Twitter because we're losing, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, I just, I wonder if that has an impact on how they play and who they are. And it's more than just like they didn't watch enough VODs and stuff like that. I'll just say a, a couple things, a couple takeaways from that flank episode with Envoy. One for me is that the way that Optic was operating before, they were never going to win again. And it seems ridiculous to say that, but even with Scump and Envoy and Dashy and Formal, even with all that talent, there was no way that they were going to win a major the way that things were being operated before. When you have somebody like Atlanta, who you know watches every VOD, you know that when they're done, they are just scouring through VODs and S&D rounds, and they have head coaches, assistant coaches, analysts, S&D. I mean, they are, when you talk about being prepared, there is nobody, there's, it's not just, Yes, they're disgusting players, but it's more than that why they're so good. So when you have an optic squad with, I know, Envoy and Scump having COVID, not really sure if they're going to be playing when it goes to champs or whatever. But when you limp into champs and then you get absolutely obliterated in every S&D map that you play, you're never going to win. And all of that, that is strictly, I mean, if you drop both of your S&D maps to basically everybody you play, that is just not being prepared. And I feel like this is probably the thing that they need because if you look at the coaching staffs around the CDL, who are they really going to listen to? And I feel like Rambo's that guy, right? I feel like when yeah. it comes down to that merger, if there's somebody that is going to get them to play the way that they're supposed to play and put in the time that they need to put in in order to compete with an Atlanta and a Toronto and a Minnesota that is super prepared with every single match that they play, that's where it's going to happen. And it just sounded like from the points that Envoy was making in that, that conversation just seemed like they didn't really put in the time. They weren't really watching VODs. There were some of those cultural things that came back to bite them, which has kind of, it's one of those things that optic has become known for with, people showing up late and if you're supposed to have two scrims a day maybe the first one is chalked and maybe you play the second one but you're not super prepared and ready to go for the second one and it just seems like it's all those things over and over again that you know Atlanta's not doing that stuff you know Toronto's not doing that stuff right you know that those guys are locked in ready to go 
And if you're not also locked in, ready to go like they are, then now it's a point in time where you can't just show up on main stage and beat everybody. There's too much talent. You look at these top seven rosters across the CDL, the talent is outrageous. And the only way you're going to win is if you are prepared and you know what's going to happen in SD, you know what's going to happen in control rounds. You have a leg up in terms of how you're prepared. And it just seems like the old optic way that they were in last year, they were never going to compete. And now this merger is probably what they needed. If anybody can do it, you would think it would be Rambo. So I don't know. It just seems like there were a bunch of takeaways from that conversation. And it just seems like this optic squad really needed a change up like this. Yeah, I think with the the rumor coming out of, you know, optic and envy or yeah, I guess it's technically it's envy, but I guess it's technically it's a, also yeah, Dallas Empire uh, is is merging. So Hastro and Hector, I still can't even just fathom that in my head. It doesn't work in my brain. Um, but yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, man. It bums me out. It bums me out that we're we're losing potentially losing a a, a brand with. Dallas Empire. I mean, I I guess I mentioned this last week, but they had fans at a land event in Arlington, which is right by Dallas, booing Dallas. Like they need some more fans, right? Um, and so them, you know, acquiring Optic, acquiring Scum, working with Hector, like that's that's a dream, right? So I think it's good for them, but I don't know. We'll see if it's good for Optic. I think you know. Strategy-wise, I think you guys make a great point, and I think I even said this last week, so I'll try not to repeat myself too much. But, yeah, I think Rambo, you know, you listen to Rambo. I'm not saying you don't listen to Sender because I think Troy is a great coach. From from what I can tell, my outside looking in, um, it seemed like he put in a lot of work. But with Rambo, like, he's he's legit. Dallas plays so fundamentally sound, and they did before he got there in Modern Warfare. They were a very mm-hmm. good team, very. you know, co- coached up. They didn't even have a coach. Right? It wasn't just Crim Six and Clayster just running that thing. At the so, beginning, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they don't want to play. Um, Rambo knows what to do. I think he's gonna help straighten out, you know, the, the yeah, I think it, with Optic, it's it's more than just making sure you win the game, right? It's doing the content, you know, however many times a week. It's showing up and doing the autographs, it's having that extra pressure. Like I know they're not like winning championships, you know. I think that's it's almost kind of like the allure of Optic. Like, while, while I was on the team for so long, you know, the, it was the third place curse. It was like, but we could rip one, right? It was always that, like, you're kind of, you're very good, but you're still kind of the underdog the whole time. So it's very exciting to follow because yeah. when they finally do win, it's like the coolest thing ever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, man. I'm excited to do it. I'm going to just keep saying, I'm excited to see what happens next year. I'm stoked. I, I want to, like, hear more about that. I mean, maybe, like, if, what I'd like to maybe see, because I know we're talking about how this is the last episode of the rotation for this season, and it very well could be, but if there's some crazy stuff that happens, like if there's some like legitimate announcement about Optic and Envy merging and or uh, like what's going to happen with, if like presumably if with the NRG spot going yeah. away, the NRG spot at Chicago, whose is that? Are they going to be the Chicago Huntsman? Are they going to be the NRG Midnights? Are they? Hey, <laughs> call me if you're going to do that, by the way. I want a piece. Um, but I just, I want royalties or something, but, um, but no, like, like who's going to take over there? What's that going to look like? Where, I mean, is like, we talked about Vivid earlier. Is he on a team yet? Is Vivid like on any rumored roster? They're like, we talked about, yeah, all these big names are kind of like either announced, spoken for, or, you know, heavily rumored, but there is still a team like, what the hell's Florida doing? 
Where's Vivid gonna end up? Like, there's some still really I stacked talent available. I think Florida was trying available. to get Vivid. And the rumor, this is a weird one, but I heard that the wife of the guy that is like the GM for the Mutineers tweeted out like a meme just pick up Vivid. So I don't know if it was just difficult. <laughs> the kingdom's out there, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just difficult and Vivid is difficult to pick up. I mean, we've seen him be difficult to pick up in the past, you know, like like when he I left. I mean, difficult to pick up. The whole, like how to, how like for some reason. and because, Well, so not because of him, but he's unrestricted, right? Or he is restricted, I'm sorry. Isn't he restricted by Dallas? So they can yeah. determine, like, they get that. They can just be like, you're going to be a sub, you know? Like, and. Oh, that's messed up. That's what I'm saying. Like, and so. Messed up. I think. Yeah. I mean, you guys are talking about that whole meta thing, though. Maybe people are waiting to see how that meta is going to work out because you may. I mean, if you're you're New York, you're going to probably need a good sub, you know, that can play, like, maybe, I don't know, have Zuma get back on the sticks. But, like, they're going (laughs) to need a sub that can come in that literally is a sub machine gun player, potentially, for certain game modes. I mean, we don't even know what the third game mode is going to be. So, like, there's, there's supposed to be Yankin Neptune from Florida. So that would be their their other sub. If it, if no, no, no I mean a substitute. Sorry, I mean a substitute, yeah. not a sub. Oh, okay. I mean like, <laughs> I mean like New York's because because like you said, Icon, like the meta doesn't work for a Clayster Crim combo necessarily. So they're gonna need like a substitute sub player, you know. And so I think other teams will as well. I think that's gonna be. I think these teams that this is one of the things that Optic did that was kind of awkward last year. They didn't really have a legit substitute, and. They had one coach, and every it's top team, enough. every top team had at least two, and so mm. some of them had four. You know, like Atlanta Fays have an entire roster worth of coaches. They, yeah, they have like a <laughs> roster of coaches, right? Like, like we dropped one of our coaches this year. We're gonna pick up a new fourth coach. <laughs> <laughs> coach roster mania. <laughs> did you guys um? Did you guys play any of the new Call of Duty beta last week weekend? I play on PC, so I've been waiting for uh, this weekend. Yeah, I I might might play it this week. Yeah, I was going to say if you watched, because I I was catching some of the streams here and there. I just, man, bro, I mean, just side note, I don't know what's wrong with me. You guys know I'm a COD kid since 2008, 2008, back in my day. That's when I started playing COD, Call of Duty 4, and uh, I've been obsessed with it ever since until last like two years i stopped streaming i stopped like i must have played i must yeah. have played myself out of call of duty i've Filia. played it so much the sniping I, looks good though on vanguard yeah i see i like watching it more than i like playing like that's how i know i'm just maybe i'm just a boomer now but yeah i <laughs> i'll probably still pl- buy it and play it and i definitely want to play the new Warzone or whatever but yeah i'm far more excited to watch than to play but anyway you know kind of looking at the gameplay hearing the impressions from you know the folks who who played it um brian saint actually got a chance to play it early before the beta was like officially live i i mean, you know we heard about like you know simp dropping simp a thousand on him, yeah. yeah like frying <laughs> frying brian frying other pros and coaches um but they got Seth like an early look too. at it yeah dude yeah it was nuts um so you know with with saint getting to play i've you know i've now experienced you know saint's getting first impressions of the new Call of Duty for two years now. And this one's actually the best impression he's had. Like, he's, he genuinely said it, it's really good. Like, obviously, every time he gets to play a new COD, you're very excited. But, you know, for the last two, he was like, yeah, it's all right. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be good. But, like, this one, he was like, I was thoroughly impressed. So, like, that's a good sign. 
Um, because yeah, I think I love Treyarch. I I I thought that Cold War was one of the best competitive Call of Duties we've had since like Black Ops Four, maybe Black Ops Two, even maybe if I'm really feeling crazy. Uh, or no, I meant Black Ops Three. Wait, which was the one with the Redwood jetpack? Black Ops Three. That was Black Ops Three. Yeah. Dude, Black Ops Two was so good. Black Ops Two and Three. The four was good, to, bro. Black They're Ops all good. Is leg- that's legendary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still excited to kind of see how it all works out. But the impressions that I've heard about are good. So I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts. You know, is it? I mean, it's way too early when you're looking at a beta to determine the meta or how it's going to play out. But if I force you to, like I'm about to, wh- who do you think is like nasty? Who's going to be nasty? Are there any surprises that you think are going to pop up next year because of the new game? So I'll I'll preface this by saying that we're kind of in the same boat here because I very easily last weekend could have gotten my PS4 out and updated it and downloaded the beta and played it. But I actually played the New World beta. So like the new Amazon nice. MMORP. Yeah. I played that for the second time. It was the same thing that was in their alpha like two months ago. But I played that instead. I just like it was the same exact thing. I just have like more of an interest in playing that at the moment. But with that said, when it comes to COD, I play on PC. So I am going to dive into it this weekend. So just wanted to preface any of this by saying I haven't actually played it myself. But from what it seems like, Seems very Modern Warfare 19-esque. It seems like a super fast time to kill. I mean, there are people shooting like three bullets and just getting map kills. It just, it seems same. It seems like the time to kill is unbelievably fast. Um, So what does that look like? I don't know. Um, Kingdom mentioned that snipers looked like they could potentially be back. And I think that's much needed because I think that's just another layer to each of these rosters that we haven't even really talked about yet. If you look at the rosters heading into next year, like whenever we've mentioned the Atlanta phase, we've never even really mentioned the fact that Simp is a disgusting sniper. And that's another layer that they do really well. Same with like Attach on Minnesota and Dashy on that Optic roster. Like we don't even really go in depth into that area of the game yet because we haven't had it for a year. So to me, it just from the saga cutting room <laughs> yeah shout out joey p joey fries uh he if you guys don't know joey uh films directs edits uh literally yes, gives birth to saga uh our docu-series that we do here dude the last episode of saga of us winning stage five it's like disgusting. obviously we won it was crazy the the best of four or best of nine comeback five in a row like obviously circumstantially crazy but just also a very well made video great great episode if you guys haven't watched it go check it out and it looks like joey is working on the champs let's episode. go Woo, I'm <laughs> um but yeah new cod it's gonna be sick or no i don't know we'll see <laughs> so like uh i'm interested in what's happening right now because you know rumors are already out i mean this is crazy this generation of leaks Rumors are already out about the 2023 COD or whatever, like the next one that comes in 2022, saying that it's going to be a second version of 2019 Modern Warfare. And so, like, I think the reality is this Warzone engine, and that's why a lot of pros, I think, like it, is like that that engine, if it that Modern Warfare engine, if we may have a semi-permanent engine in COD, which is crazy to think about. Like, that We're going to be wild. playing the same type of movement and style of movement on a World War II game as we are in Warzone. When the new map drops, 
in that same game. Like, I think the competition level of Call of Duty overall is going to be ridiculous. Um, I think Warzone tourneys are going to allow pro players to have a career beyond pro playing, and they're still going to be able to place high in those tournaments. And so you see a lot of, you know, like, you know, shout out to the Minnesota Rocker, but you see a lot of teams these days picking up those Warzone players uh, consistently and making sure they have people on roster that play Warzone. And I'm going to keep talking about it. Mobile is coming as well. You know, Mobile Warzone is being created. I don't know when it's going to drop, but it's going to be big. And Wait, so, for real? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and so... You mean I can be at the airport dropping off for a dance? <laughs> oh, I, I do it now in the COD Mobile BR map. But yeah, you'll be nice. able to drop. Not for dance. It'll be whatever the new map is. Yeah, it'll be, like, it. yeah. Oh, it'll be like a mobile-only map. Oh, snap. That's going to yeah, be sick. So, well, the Blackout map is coming to mobile soon actually to the current cod mobile so it's gonna be interesting there's just there's so much development cod is doing they're gonna be winning on mobile winning uh br winning in esports because there is no esport that changes the game every year like we can talk and talk and talk but we don't know the meta the game like who's gonna be good you ask um any fast ar i feel like is gonna fry in that game like and then the turrets like in octane they're gonna do really well um, and then with the subs, there's going to be a lot of running and gunning. And because if you stop, you'll probably get picked off by one of those turrets. And so I feel like positioning is going to be important. If snipers come back, like good point icon, like we haven't even talked about simp sniping in years. Like that makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. And so it's like, it, it, he's crazy. And dashy is, and dashy as well. Like I can't wait to see, there's, New guys that have come in the league, what does standy sniping look like? Like, we don't even know, you know? There's new players that have come in. They could be ridiculous snipers that we haven't even seen yet because they didn't get to snipe in the, in the pro league. And so I'm interested to see those changes. I think the way the game is packaged, there's no way it's going to play that way. Um, the 10 attachments, there's so many different attachments that are going to be immediately GA'd. That, uh, what do you call it, the peak feature where you can yeah peek and that fire. Bizarre, that'll yeah. be that ga'd from day me. one that'll I be like upset. did you see the upset. did you see the person that was acting like it, they were like yes, yeah shooting over the wall but like i Dude. think yeah movement is gonna benefit um a lot of these players that are good in cold war i watched seth drop 91 with ease in a public lobby and watching Scump play pubs is, gosh, I, that's that was a joy of mine back in Black Ops 2. Like when Optic would upload his videos, and it's like 130 kills by Scump. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so the heck? casual, just drop it a load <laughs> star on everybody. Just boom, boom. Look easy. So I'm excited for the game. Um, I do think just like you know the the accuracies of the world, the Kennys of the world. There's gonna be players that if you're fast enough of a sub and you can make quick decisions. I mean, seeing Simp on this game. It it's scary looking. Like I, it's gonna be scary. But I'm I I want to see how the meta works out when they ga whatever they're gonna ga, and we get to see like what really is gonna happen. I still I'm hopeful at least that day one is a complete s show. I want to see an AIDS <laughs> lobby where they're doing the, the peaky thing yeah. over the counter and sh I. I need it. I need it in my. I just want pure chaos for day one, and then I want the GAs <laughs> to come through and like balance this thing out. Do you remember um, when Riley was in the like the dog was in like the yeah, first like back yeah. in Ghost or whatever? I don't even Dude, remember. That like, was so <laughs> terrible. And they were complaining because it was in competitive matches. I was, 
Yeah. Oh, those were the days. I do hope next year's the return of sniping as well. I still like. I can't remember why was it so not okay Smoke. this year. Smoke. Oh, that's right. No and contact. even when okay. they nerfed them, you couldn't. You could barely see through them from the other side, but from the person that was throwing it, you could see kind of through it. And so it just wasn't fair. Like it. It and just. How did yo Treyarch is usually so good? They never fumble. What was that? I'm calling Vondar. I'm gonna ask. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, you gotta have the smoke. You gotta. I mean, I know it's GA'd, but like, and I, I just forgot why it was GA'd. I guess yeah, you definitely have to be able to smoke your crosses, otherwise right. you're just gonna get. And there was like, there was like no flinch either. So you start yeah. to get shot, and your sniper wouldn't flinch, and you could still hit your shots super easy. It was just OP. I bet all the pub snipers were hype. There's yeah. no way, dude. I bet League Play Search was a nightmare. That's <laughs> yeah. why I didn't play it. That's why I didn't want to go on there and you know make all the kids feel bad. You know they're getting <laughs> they're getting killed in League Play by this 32 year old lady. Uh, but and also I didn't want to do. It. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, man, any like okay, I guess like let's get sentimental here. I guess we could go into some final thoughts for the year, and then maybe like you know, what was your favorite part of the podcast this year? Like, what was your favorite like hmm. you know either moment or just thing that we did? Um, yeah, give me like a roundup of your thoughts on on the season, uh, and then yeah, we could talk about like favorite moments in chat. Let us know your favorite moments as well, uh, or favorite episode. Jeez. Uh... I guess to wrap up the season as a whole, I don't think there was as much parody as we wanted. I think heading into next year, we're going to see more than three teams win events. I just feel like all that top talent from the bottom of the league, the bottom four teams is now on a top seven roster. So just looking at the league as a whole, seems like the year started with Atlanta playing well. The year ended with Atlanta playing well. And in between, we had a couple squads that got hot in Toronto and and us. So overall, the year, I, I think it was awesome to follow. I feel like there were storylines all over the place, as there always are when it comes to competitive Call of Duty, right? That's what this eSport is kind of known for, is just the storylines all over the place. I will say from about the third stage on, I was pretty much sure that I was going to have that predictions belt on my wall right there. I was I was I had a spot where I was going to hang it. It was right in view. I already had it all set up. And then I don't know what happened. I think producer stage Shannon messed up. Happened. No. Yeah, she like she gave you credits for some upsets yeah. or whatever. So that's that's not true. Y'all could have, <laughs> you guys could have, uh, you know, thought of the same upsets and you didn't. That's your fault. Your problem. All right. But yeah, I no. did go ham. Like I went like rock around a good stage five, and I obviously always but but there was I I predicted some other pretty big upsets. Yeah. No, there I'm was just, a point. I'm there just was amazing. A, there was a point in time where like you got like six upsets in a row and i'm like why is this happening because it's just like in my brain it doesn't make sense but it just kept happening and before you knew it i was down by 100 points so i like the fact that as the season wore along we went ahead we tracked the predictions and all that um yeah. but ultimately just every week getting ready to you know come in here and talk call of duty and having a space where we can interact with the chat and just kind of talk about tournaments, talk about group play, talk about roster moves, talk about all the craziness in Call of Duty. It's, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, 
it's a nice night to just kind of sit back, talk Call of Duty and and get our thoughts out there. So had a ton of fun. I'm just I'm looking forward to next year. And it seems like the the season next year is already shaping up to be wild with the way that roster mania has gone and how the rosters have formed. So um, just when it seems like can Call of Duty get any crazier, it just Optic is going to be merged with Envy. And we're like, what? So um, the scene always provides storylines and we're always here to talk about them. So it's been fun. I'm looking forward to it again moving forward. Yeah, um, it's been a great year. I feel like the show has gotten better with every episode. The thumbnails have gotten better. The like We've added <laughs> yeah. new stuff. We just... Somewhere in the year, I don't even remember when it was, we started putting, you know, comments from the comments up on the screen. Like, um, we moved over and had the, like, sidebar with the main box. And, like, we've done... What you're saying is, producer shit and MVP. I agree. Yo, <laughs> yeah. So, like, she's she's started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like, Let's I mean, go. it's just been... It's been great. You know, like, the show is... is uh, it, it, Like, I could talk about competitive Call of Duty forever. Like, you know, it's just one of those things, like, even when I wasn't, like, if <laughs> I look at my YouTube channel and there's these random years where I wasn't uploading any content, and then, like, I put up three random videos about COD and then stop uploading again. Like, when the Optic Dynasty broke up, I was like, I have to talk about this. I don't even, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, this just has to be talked you're about. You're just, you're compelled. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> in my blood, you know, like, and so when this whole thing happens for uh, Optic in Dallas, it'll probably be another video after you know seven months of not uploading <laughs> but it's like i i just like talking about competitive cod is uh something that i love doing and i love that we've had this opportunity with this show um like the moment you called me i remember i hit up my boss at uh at g fuel at the time when i was working there and i was like hey uh so podcast can i do that during the week he's like i don't care I was like cool <laughs> it might interrupt with our work time a little bit you know he was like whatever uh, and so I think everything we've done and like favorite moments, like having Standy on was actually really cool. Like being able to kind of interview him. He's one of those um, up and coming generational talent that people want to know about. And they're going to and he's going to continue to bring eyeballs to the organization, to the rocker. Um, and so, I mean, a great dude with a freaking great head on his shoulders. Like, you know, the moment he got on the team, it was like, yeah, this guy's good. And then you talk to him and it's like, wow. And then you see him live and it's like, okay, he's like six foot nine. I thought he was like <laughs> five foot two. No, like, he's like, <laughs> I, he's, I mean, I've met him in person for the first time. Well, so they actually did come to Minnesota to, to shoot nice. that skydiving video. I was like, listen, we're not going to have him skydive in Texas where they're currently, you know, staying. Like, right. I want, I want, you got to see the lush green Minnesota below when when they're skydiving and so yeah they they came through it, it was super quick it was actually right came in on like two days notice like we planned it all very quick um but yeah it was it was great to like see him and connect with him too yeah i mean he's so young he's so talented to be that young right. and so good at something with such a bright future ahead of you there's a lot you know there's a lot got to be going through his mind and he seems pretty you know he's well-rounded he's determined and he's that's what you love to see that fire so my one of my favorite aspects of our show is all of the technical difficulties and how we deal with them. <laughs> like yeah. when one of us Clutch is unavailable up. or our camera doesn't work or <laughs> I was in my brother's like garage trying to call you guys. Like I mean there's so many different ways that we've tried to yes. work the show. And then the time when I froze 
but you guys didn't know I froze. <laughs> I will never forget that moment. Like, yeah, I, we, I was laughing just, so hard. I thought you were just holding mad still, dude. We, <laughs> dude, and I, I, we just had a, so a mom attached, hey, Kim, Kim Price in the chat says, uh, you know, or no, sorry, it was JK that said this, but shout out to mom attached. Um, JK said, uh, can we put together a wee montage of Kingdom's changing backgrounds? Because I swear, <laughs> Kingdom's always in a new place. He's either in a new room or has a new angle with a new background. He's keeping it fresh. Me and Icon just sitting here with our pretty lights and shelves. <laughs> Whereas Kingdom's like, you just never know. He's going to turn turn the cam on one day and you're just, you know, I'll be on the forest. You don't know. Like, I used <laughs> to, on my, uh, when I used to do my videos back in the day for COD, I had a picture that I would put in a different place for every video and I'd put it upside down, sideways. And so, Yo. you know, it took like 10 videos and then people started like, did your picture move? Like, the, And then they would just watch <laughs> it all the time. So yeah, it, I like mean, a, like I like a, that. Like an Easter cool. egg. I like it. Like yeah, a right. kingdom Easter egg every week. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to bring that. Where's kingdom? <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I, I love doing the show, you know, with, with you guys and obviously all the, all the people who are listening and here, uh, especially if you're chatting every week, that's super awesome. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it, I think the offseason is going to go really quick. You know, the new game is about to come out. It'll make things fly by before you know it. We'll be here uh, talking COD every week. I think my favorite thing is, yeah, just how how far the production has come. I think even next year we can do some really cool stuff. I think next year, and this is this is on me and, and Shannon to kind of work on, but I want to, like, make sure we have a lineup of guests. We don't have to have a guest every week, but we should have more. I think those did really well. Just for, just keep it an issue. I mean, for sure, our takes every week always fascinating but when you can kind of mix in your standees or you know your other cdl folk um you know i think that's really cool to kind of mix it up a little bit more so yeah i, I really enjoyed like i mean so i obviously work for minnesota rocker and, and virgin one so i'm just ingrained in this all day every day which is by the way my favorite like i have my dream job it's incredible i love my life and I, it doesn't feel like work and so when i have to do this podcast i'm like you know oh i'm, I'm like i'm I'm thinking, oh man, like I have to do this after work, but it's still work. But I come on, it doesn't feel like work at all. We're just talking cod. I'm hanging out with the yep. homies. It's a good time. It's almost like a little escape. Like it's still work, but it's like a little escape from like, right. like you just, you know, you're thinking about roster drama and like, you know, <laughs> Clayster yelling on main stage. Like that's the big thing I'm thinking about for that hour or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's really fun to just sit and talk cod with you guys. I love how far it's come, you know, production wise. We got a big, massive shout out to producer Shannon. She's here shout week out, in Shannon. and week no out. Doubt. She's getting everything lined up. She's making the clip. She's promoting. She's she's like Shannon's the podcast. The big shout out producer Shannon. Inez Beverly in the chat. That's her. Uh, so, yeah, I guess. And also just shout out to all you guys for, you know, interacting with us, you know, watching, checking out the clips. Even if you can't catch the episodes live, you're checking out the clips on Twitter. You know, that that means a lot to us. You know, we have. Sometimes there's some pretty hot takes. I don't know. I feel like it. You think yesterday, or, uh, next year we should be like more hot takey, or do you think we're like the perfect amount of takey? Make sense? <laughs> I think we're a blend of because we tend to watch what other people say, and then we like basically uh, give our opinion on it. You know, and so right. it's like there's there's what happened, there's what the community is saying happened. And then there's our take on all of it. And I think our takes are pretty good. I think uh, 
I think we've had well some rounded. pretty hot takes on the show. We're yeah. the right amount of takey, as you put it. We're the right <laughs> amount of takey. Bro, I still like my my recent ignorant take was that Hundred Thieves isn't a top eight team. I am like stoked <laughs> to see how wrong or right I am next year. It's gonna be intense. Oh, look at yo mama patching the chest as well. Uh, fantastic people one. working for. But yo, More I doubt. can't wait to meet you at an event. I'm so upset that I didn't get to go to champ. Um, all right, well, let's end this before we just keep gassing each other up, which you know, this is great. It's great for our egos, I'm sure. But yeah, just like I said, appreciate you guys tuning in all season long for the rotation. We will be back next season. I think we'll probably start up, you know, just before the CDL season's about to start. Maybe we, you know, look at some power rankings. All the rosters will be official. The new game will have come out. We'll get, you know, we'll have a little ton more information to talk about at that time. So. Until next time, and like I said, hey, you never know. Make sure you follow The Rocker Twitter. Subscribe to this YouTube because we might pop up. Like if something crazy happens in the offseason, we just can't help ourselves. We might come back online. But literally, can't wait to do this again. Thank you, Icon. Thank you, Kingdom. Have a good one, guys. Peace out.